Listener Production. Good morning, sports fans, and welcome to The Scorecard. I'm Liam Flanagan, and this is your Fast Fun Hit of Sport for Monday, the 7th of June. And today is a special edition, as The Scorecard reaches episode number 100. A brilliant 100 with plenty more to do. But welcome to the international stage. Well, thank you. I didn't realise I'd gone international. But shout out to anyone who is listening beyond our Aussie borders. Today, I'll tell you why Victoria and Western Australia are headed for war. Is the Fed Express about to say au revoir to the French Open? And why Floyd Mayweather is going to punch a YouTuber in the face. But first... The Memorial Tournament is the 15th richest tournament on the PGA Tour, with a total prize pool of $9.3 million, and the winner pocketing $1.67 million US for playing four good rounds of golf. So you can understand why the world's best golfers are keen to play well. Time to get paid. And that's exactly what Spanish world number three John Rahm planned on doing as the tournament's defending champion. John Rahm has reached the par three fourth at three under. And Rahm cashes in for a birdie. Ram could do no wrong at the Muirfield Village course, even landing himself the rarest of golfing feats. Go in. Oh, it is! <laughs> you said go in? John Rahm took care of the rest. Talk about a hole-in-one. That hole-in-one saw Ram finish round three atop the leaderboard with a six-stroke lead. And then it all went to shit. I've confirmed it through the PGA Tour that John Rahm has tested positive for COVID-19. Oh. That means he will have to withdraw from the tournament. You can watch the moment Ram was informed of his positive test live on TV on the Scorecard's Instagram page at the Scorecard AU. But it gets worse for Ram. He must now self-isolate for 10 days and he must produce a negative COVID-19 test. By the way, that isolation will end on Tuesday, June the 15th. And that is the week of the US Open at Torrey Pines. So not only has Ram missed out on pocketing a massive check, his preparation for golf's next major tournament will likely be him hitting on one of those crappy putting greens you see in the corner of an accountant's office. Dream time in Perth. It's been a wonderful success. The Dreamtime game moved to Perth. The New South Wales government has struck a deal with the AFL confirming the Queen's birthday clash between Collingwood and Melbourne will be played at the SCG. The Queen's birthday blockbuster headed to Sydney. It's fair to say Melbourne's footy calendar has taken a beating thanks to the latest COVID cluster, but the biggest hit of all could still be to come. AFL Grand Final, we played in Queensland at the Gabba. After having to watch last year's Grand Final play out in the Sunshine State, Victorians may again have to watch on as another city enjoys that one day in September. Momentum is building for Perth's Optus Stadium to be put on standby for Grand Final duties. This is the perfect place to hold it. We demonstrated that. I think the AFL realised that last year, but had some other commitments they had to fulfil. Um, but this stadium now has absolutely got to be front of uh, front of the queue for any further AFL Grand Finals if they have to be moved from Melbourne. The stadium CEO Mike McKenna crossing himself off the Christmas lists of every Victorian footy fan by campaigning for the Grand Final to go west if the COVID situation isn't brought to hand in time for the final game of the season. But the idea of the Grand Final going anywhere else isn't one Victoria's Minister for Tourism, Martin Pakula, is considering. I have absolute confidence that the grand final will be at the MCG. I kind of feel like I've heard Martin say that before. Um, can we just play that grab from SEN Radio on the 15th of July last year? We have a contract for the grand final to be played at the MCG, and if it's possible for not just the grand final, but the final series to be played 
here in Melbourne at the MCG and Marvel, then that's what will happen. Just a little bit of history repeating. All aboard! Is the Fed Express about to leave the station for the final time? Federer somehow survives. Quite sensational effort from the 20-time Grand Slam champion. Roger Federer has won through to the fourth round of the French Open with a hard-fought win over Dominic Kupfer. Despite being one of only 16 men remaining in the tournament, Federer, who has only recently returned from knee surgery, is considering ending his French Open of his own volition. I need to decide if I if I keep on playing or not, or is it not too much risk at this at this moment to keep on pushing, you know, or is this just the perfect way to just take a rest? What's best now if you count back from Wimbledon and so forth? So it's just um, a lot going on. Yep. Fed may simply withdraw from his round four matchup in order to be cherry ripe for Wimbledon, which kicks off at the end of the month. Every match uh, here uh, or Geneva, I have to reassess the situation after the match and see the morning how I wake up and how does the knee uh, feel the next morning. And in my mind, it's a smart call. He's probably got Buckley's of winning the whole thing anyway. Actually, while we're at it, can every other bloke left who's not named Rafael Nadal also just withdraw so we can finish the tournament now? We all know who's going to be holding the trophy at the end. Once again, Rafael Nadal unchallenged. The aliens are coming in June, just be ready. Tomorrow, I break the simulation and beat the greatest boxer in the history of the planet. Or to put it in simpler terms, a man who has never been beaten inside a boxing ring fighting a man who's only had one professional fight, that he lost. This is hardly a fair fight. And the unfair fight is on today. While the coverage kicks off at 10am Australian Eastern Standard Time, sometime around midday today, 44-year-old Floyd Money Mayweather, the greatest boxer of his generation, will step into the ring against 26-year-old Logan Paul, a YouTube star, at the Hard Rock Stadium in Miami. I'm going to get it done. It's a fight. Anything can happen. Uh, Floyd's not ready. That's all I can say. And to his credit, Paul will carry a size advantage into the fight, standing 15 centimetres taller and 16 kilos heavier than Mayweather. Not that Floyd's overly bothered. I fought every different style you could possibly fight. Height don't win fights. Weight don't win fights. Fighting wins fights at the end of the day, and I can fight. And if you're wondering why the 44-year-old Mayweather would bother and why 26-year-old Paul would risk serious injury to actually have this fight... Money doesn't just buy you a better life, better food, better cars. It also makes you a better person. And the money on offer is significant. Paul is set to receive $250,000 US for the fight, plus 10% of the pay-per-view shares, while Mayweather is guaranteed $10 million for the fight alone, plus 50% of the pay-per-view. Estimates are that Mayweather could pocket $100 million for his efforts, while Paul may walk away with $20 million. I mean, if he walks away at all. And that is your Fast Fun Hit of Sport for Monday the 7th of June. Thank you to everyone who supported the podcast over the first 100 episodes. If you want to show your support and love, leave us a rating and a review and give us a follow on Instagram at the Scorecard AU. I'm Liam Flanagan. Catch you tomorrow for another Fast Fun Hit of Sport. Listener.